Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome back to another episode of Saving Grace. Today, we've got Miss Cass Crosley. Hello. Welcome, welcome. It's lovely to have you on. Thank you. So nice to be here. As it should be. <laughs> um, I want to start, first of all, at the very beginning. The Love Island. The beginning The dreaded life. two words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you look back at it now, because it was, how long ago was your season? It was in 2018, so five years ago. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but then it also does. Does it not? I feel like it's been so long and like so many things have happened and mm-hmm. there's been so many seasons. Yeah. Because of the winter one, come on, like coming on as well. So like, there's just loads of us now. Do you ever look back at it? Like, how do you look back at your time on Love Island? Are you, is it like a positive thing, or do you sometimes think, "Fucking hell"? Oh my god, no! My time on Love Island it was so positive. Yeah, so happy. I didn't have any drama. Like, obviously, the way I came in uh, with the whole Casa Amor thing. <laughs> yeah, you can't help that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was drama, but I was with someone that I really liked. Yeah, we got on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since the show, it kind of excelled my career. Yeah, well, especially those earlier seasons. The, when you went on it, no one expected when you came out, you guys were just like thrown no, it was into crazy. It, fame. It was like, I'll never forget when we were on the plane and we mm-hmm. had to land. And I think the plane was delayed. So it was meant to just be our friends and family there. Okay. And we were all waiting with the signs and stuff. But as the plane was more delayed, more and more people gathered around. And I see what was going on. Crowds, um, hundreds of people. It was like we was Beyonce and Jay-Z. But you felt like Britney. No, I'd be like... I did. I was like, this, no like photos, royalty. Please. Everyone's pushing and screaming. It was actually crazy. And that's why I still think it's mad that people see me now and I still get recognized yeah. and I think it was so long ago like <laughs> I don't feel like I feel I like I was old news you know did you get your phones back before you landed or after before we landed oh so you so kind of knew the level it was as soon as the final finish yeah then we was handed back off what do you think about on the new season that no one can have access to their social media I think it's really doing them dirty I yeah can't lie yeah because I was like, just, you know, pre-in, like, and I, I was seeing how many followers they had and stuff. And compared to, you know, what we came out yeah. to, it's not even like a little bit different. It's, it's very a lot. drastic. Especially different. the Winter Love Island people. Gosh, and I don't know why. Should have the stayed at their thing. jobs. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not being funny. Anyone that goes on Love Island, they're not, yeah, they want to find someone, but that's not the only reason they're going to go on. No, right? because you know what it's getting you in for. Everyone you know, wants to be Molly Mac. You know exactly, yeah. ex- exactly, you know exactly what um, you're signing yourself up to. And I do think it's not just you, the platform it gives you, but mm-hmm. it's what you do after it. Yeah. And it's like having your own path and something mm-hmm. that's different. Yeah. Especially now coming out of that show, if you're doing the same thing as everyone else, it's going to fall off. You've got like a very short lived career in it. Yeah. Um, so. Well, that's the thing. I think when people come out, I think they're like, yep, yeah, we're set. We're all good. And then after like a year, when the next one comes out, no, it's, it's depressing, like, oh babe. shit. Yeah. It's- <laughs> just like crying when it comes through i remember when they got a new cas i was like oh my god no i'd be screaming at the tv i'd be like fuck her i was like how does she have a cas band fuck her how does she have the same name as me the exact same (laughs) k-a-z i was like no no then i met her she's 
really nice. No, that's the like... worst part. I want them to be a bit. <laughs> yeah. You know when you hate someone on Love Island as well because you get really into it and you meet them and they're really nice and you're like, fuck. <laughs> you like the situation. Like, oh shit. How do the producers do that? Uh, Are you still really... friends with anyone from your season or any other seasons? Yeah, it's mad because in when I was in Love Island, Laura Anderson, me and her didn't get on. Yeah. We yeah. had arguments that they never showed. <laughs> yeah. And no. on the uh, final, when we had to pick our dresses and stuff, we was fighting over one of the dresses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's so funny because she's like one of my best friends now. I think some people, the people that you fall out with like really big are sometimes your best friends. Do you know what it is? When you come out the show, you can see who's real or not. And it's never that deep. No, no, it is not. Never and, that deep. you know, you go to all these events and you do all these uh, brand deals and everything. And it's just mm -hmm. nice to have someone that is on the same wavelength gets and gets it. But yeah. is also real and that can keep it honest with you. And isn't just like they see you and it's like, hi, babe. And it's like, I lived with you for four weeks. Like, we <laughs> you can next have a conversation with me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I have more followers. We used the stuff. same toilet. So <laughs> yeah, Humble literally. yourself quickly. So Laura Anderson mm -hmm. and Ellie Brown. Oh, I love Ellie. She's stunning. Yeah, so we say. actually live in Manchester. Do you? She, she, she's moving into a new place and she lived with me for a bit. So yeah, she helped me look after my So you my definitely dog. are friends. We're yeah, that's definitely yeah. like best <laughs> yeah. friends. And it's nice because you go through something like that and it's so life-changing. Mm -hmm. So to have to, someone that was there through the whole it's just process. just mental that you go in like a, you know, just a normal, not that you're not a normal person, but as in like, you know, like an everyday person. <laughs> and then you come out and you're like, fuck my biggest issue would be like have i ever filmed a sex tape who's got it? do you know <laughs> oh my what god I mean? everything runs through your head i'd be like who's got what of me here <laughs> no literally you because it, it all comes out do you know what i mean like have you seen did you watch the most recent love island yes my favorite there was never. one guy who was in it for like the first week and there was a video that came out of him having a fight and he got voted out straight away and i was like how shit is that you've already got shit come out about you and he lasted a week i know poor bloke hope you're doing well bless him but that's the thing it's even harder for guys guys don't i've heard that guys don't get brand deals after love line it's mainly the girls it's it's definitely the girls like even in the press everyone's interested in about the girls and stuff but the guys even more especially need to have their own special thing that they do and my advice to anyone going on love island mm. is as soon as you come out and as soon as you have all that attention um you need to do a business you need yeah, to start a business because you've got the following there literally and the engagement that's gonna fall off too it's a do <laughs> Not it everything's gonna fall off yeah yeah <laughs> it just goes down but it, there's ways of staying relevant there's ways of making sure you have a long-term career yeah and i mean you know i started kazman's when i came out the villa like so, that was really successful for yeah. me but even like my businesses now with combat collective and my muay thai sheets like i wish i did them straight, straight away. away yeah I, I i wish i did because it would make such a difference they need a 30-day plan for when after they leave the love no literally Island. set up your business plan and get a spreadsheet you, you know the recent one ella she, yeah i love her so i reached out to her and i was just like any advice you need let me know Aww. and i was just telling her like she wants she was saying she was going to do a fashion brand she wants to do her own fashion that would be amazing and i was like oh my god babe plan it now she do was it the now. fashion girl in that filler yes like she looks so on point she knows what she's doing her content's sick and she was like oh i just want to get these brand deals out of the way and i said the brand deals will always be there no it's true because you know when it's you take it takes a year to set up a business like pro probably yeah and it's gonna take longer if you wait i've got a question yeah would you do like an og love island if they offered it, 
If they offered it, I mean, yeah, I would. I think you do great on it. I, I would love to do anything like TV, mm -hmm. get my personal get my personality <laughs> yeah. out. Um, but for me, TV shows, I've done recently the challenge. Yeah, God forbid. And that, you know, George Harrison. Did yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That was like unbelievable for me because it wasn't about love. It was about you. It was about your physical ability. Yeah. It was about how smart you are. And I just loved it. What's the top like three shows you'd like to go on? Um, probably like Celebrity SAS or oh, any kind of me. Yeah. You just want to go in the army, Kaz. <laughs> and that's fair no, enough. No, 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 I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I'm ready <laughs> to just perform like, yeah, my, with my physical ability. And yeah. like, do you know what it is? When I did the challenge, it was challenging yeah it was like <laughs> just the biggest challenge i've ever done because oh, the final was like we had to run for literally two days straight with like no food and we was like swimming and, and it you was signed like up for that a mental battle yeah because i i won 250 grand at I, the end of it that'd be fair, yeah, fair. But, oh my god running two days without food is criminal it was like you go to places that you just never dreamed of basically yeah like, that's true and I don't know, it's kind of addicting to push yourself and put yourself in that position. Yeah. And then when you come out of the other end, you're like, I'm fucking amazing. And I like, did that. I fucking did that. And like, I just felt so amazing after. Like, I'm still on a high probably from that. Maybe I'll try it then. Yeah. We can be in an alliance and then I can save you. Like, I'll just, you get thrown into elimination and stuff. Like, you get friends on yeah, there too. I can braid hair. I can plait. I can do makeup. I will be that part of a team. And you're funny. Some people are like, oh, I want to save her. Moral. Funny. Morale. Moral. <laughs> I can be the morale of the group. Yeah. Just leave me behind and I'll catch up at the end. Exactly. I love yeah, that. Anything like that, like the jungle. I know like... I think you'd be amazing when I'm a celeb, to be honest. Like, I think you'd be great. I think... A lot of love when people don't get asked to go on that. So like, I never feel like it's something that within my reach, but shows like that definitely. But I think you've separated yourself from Love Island quite a lot because you, Thailand. Yes. You've been Thailand. doing a lot in Thailand. Thai. Go <laughs> I am me. Thai. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm half Thai and I'm so in touch with like my mum's yeah. side and my culture. And I think it was really important for representation, like mm -hmm. coming off of Love Island to be that half Thai like representation because yeah. when I was growing up like I was really ashamed to be Thai like yeah. I was going to Thai school when I was younger and I remember I'd like never wanted to go and like I didn't focus on learning Thai and any, everything like that and now I'm just like studying and like getting yeah. lessons so I think it's important to be proud of where you come well, from. I think that's the thing when you're younger especially at schools in England and stuff you feel really maybe like embarrassed that you're a little bit different, different. compared to other people in your no. school and then when you grow up you're like I know that's actually really sick because everyone else is the exact same yeah like I am like bacon eggs and beans as a person like that's British who you are and now but, you're yeah. owning it yeah now I am a full English do you know, breakfast what, like, do you know what I mean like, yeah that's okay, you that's me but I, I like that I like when people get in touch with their other sides because I think people don't really show that a lot exactly and i just love people being themselves and unapologetically themselves and i done. think that just shines way brighter than like when someone enjoys doing something and you can always passion, tell can't you, can you? See that. yeah 100 percent. you've been doing look, a bit of muay thai yeah so go on actually i started my own muay thai business uh coming off the back of everything that happened in mm -hmm. dubai it was very hard for me to work with brand deals and everything like that because i wasn't 
I didn't want to be touched. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, it was more of, wow, like, what can I do now? Because actually when they say, like, the brand deals don't last forever, like, they don't. And it can change like that. Yeah. And I was training Muay Thai since actually coming out of the villa. And when I went mm-hmm. through that breakup from Love Island, I started a Muay Thai camp in Thailand. That's the first time I did it. Mm-hmm. And it was so empowering. It was so empowering. It was this feeling that I'd never experienced before. And I always love going to the gym. I love training. But the feeling that you get hitting pads, being in a gym, being in that environment and doing it every day, you see a difference within your body, but also mentally. I was going to say, always, if you feel shit and you do exercise or anything, you always feel better after. Oh, 100%. And this is a new skill. It's like testing your brain. You're mm-hmm. learning something different. So... I just started doing that. And as I got a little bit better, I started posting videos. Yeah. And I just noticed more and more girls DMing me saying, I really want to do this. Mm -hmm. Where can I do it in London? Or where can I do it here? Or where can I go in Thailand? Like, I I just need to do this. Yeah. And then I just realized, like, there isn't a lot of space, especially in London, when I used to live in London, that there wasn't a Muay Thai gym that you could go to and just be around women. The, yeah, because it's intimidating, isn't it, it? The sport is very intimidating. Mm-hmm. And Muay Thai gym, especially, is full of men. Mm-hmm. And it's very, yeah, it's seen as a very aggressive sport. Yeah. You think, like, I don't want to train that because I don't want to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a fighter, but the feeling Still that do. it gives me, mm-hmm. it makes you feel amazing. So I was like, okay, cool. There's something here that I can start. And uh, sorry, <laughs> there's something here that I can start. And there's a space for it. Yeah. So I started doing classes in London. Okay. Women's only. Mm -hmm. I feel very passionate about women's empowerment. Yeah. So that's never going to change. Combat Collective is always going to be for women. But I do want to branch out and do all these different combat sports with it. Because as a whole, I love all combat sports. Yeah. I'm obsessed with boxing, MMA. And... You know, the women are here now is a lot yeah. like, look, the Lioness has got to the I was, Women's Cup well, final, babe. The thing is, you always want to do something, but then you're always put off. Like, I had to go to this gym to film something and it was full. Of, it was a boxing gym. It was full of men. And I was like, I don't even want to give this a go because I know they're going to be like, pussy. And even like women's right. footballs, before we got to the World Cup... We made it really five. Everyone was like, women's football, that's so embarrassing. Women's like, football, yeah. Who, who the insane. fuck watches women's football? Where well, they got way further than the men. Since like 1966. They probably you know I mean? still will carry on going further than the men because they cry at every opportunity. <laughs> but I just think, yeah, as you said, the women are here, give it to them. Do you know what I mean? And then recently I just did my first retreat. So this Ooh, was amazing. Tell me this. So we did our first combat collective retreat and it was in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And it was a week of Muay Thai, but it was so much like more than that. Just training, coming together. We did meditations. Mm-hmm. We ran every day at 6 a.m. Oh we did this big Buddha run where it's actually like a really famous run that mm-hmm. fighters do. And it's you run and all the, at the top is like a massive giant big Buddha. But you as you run, it's a four kilometer like incline like this. Holy shit. And like, you're literally at crawling at some point. Like, let me up there. <laughs> the girls hated me, but the feeling, my friend that's in the, the studio, top. she did it. Oh my literally, God. Literally. And she said she was the best day ever. Hey, that's it was amazing. amazing. Though, cause again, you'd never get those opportunities in everyday no. life, would you? And it's, it's, it's a thing that, like I said, there, there hasn't been a space for it. Mm-hmm. And 
even the people in the gym that were there was like, I've never seen this much women in a gym before. Like <laughs> it was should. it was something different. And the girls, they came from all over the world as mm -hmm. well. It wasn't just the UK. Like obviously I have a UK following. Yeah. But there was girls from Dubai. There was girls from Hong Kong, Australia, Ireland. Yeah, everywhere. Like, These people follow me. They want to do Muay Thai because That's of amazing me. what you're doing. Because I also didn't know what Muay Thai was until my manager started doing it. I thought there was karate. She's sick. There was boxing. I always no, to my her. manager just like... gets fuck out of me. She'll send me videos of her beating the shit out of a pad of her leg, and I'll be like, yeah, fair. She needs to take you on one of my retreats. I, I'm there. Put me on a hill at six a.m. and I'll run it. Thank you. I'll do it. Oh, you will though, because I'll push you up there. If I'm allowed to vape, I'll do it. But the thing is, I think meditation stuff is so, I think people take the piss. They're like, oh, what are you like a crystal shagger? No. But I think, sorry, that was rogue. <laughs> but um, I just think when you do it, you feel so much better. You feel zen. People have a really warped um, thought about what meditation is yeah. sometimes and you know like a spiritual journey and it doesn't have to be like that it's yeah. not all like witchcraft and wizardry you and know like, in films like um is it meet the fuckers where the mum's like a crazy sex addict yeah yeah and she yeah, does yeah, like yeah meditation the stereotype growing up i was like people that meditate are like, are like that she's got her legs around her head like that's crazy it but it's not like that at all no it's not and it's really funny because i was at hen pie this weekend yeah and my friend wanted to do a women's circle and she wanted to do like a wellness meditation before mm -hmm. like we got fucked up basically so <laughs> yeah. one of our friends actually does that like for a living mm -hmm. she does retreats and everything like that and she she cancelled because she had to work and they said on the group chat, the people who were arranging it, they said, like, is anyone comfortable to hold a, a guided meditation? Mm -hmm. Because, like, that's really what Nish wants to do. Aww. And um, no one was saying anything. And I was just like, fuck it. Like, let me, me in there. I'll do it. <laughs> let me in And there. I had never done anything like that before. And my friend, who's actually here in the studio, she messaged me privately. She thought I was joking. <laughs> she was like, not you offering to do the meditation. Like, with laughing faces. Like, what you see? I got so defensive. I was like, do you think I'm not capable? Why are you laughing? I meditate. And then I, I spoke to my life coach. And I was this is going to be the best fucking meditation that anyone's ever had. <laughs> yeah, they're all going to be, like, asleep on the floor. No, literally. And, um, no, I did it. And it just showed me I can actually do anything I put my mind to. Everyone loved it. Everyone yeah. was, like, crying their eyes out at the end of it. Like, oh my especially God. my friend who said something. We'll do one at the end of the pod. I need that a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. A little bit of tension. I'm, I'm, I'm a professional now. I love it. <laughs> well, because you do all this sport and shit, would you ever do a Misfits boxing match? Do you know what? Tell me. When I first started doing training mm -hmm. and like first started doing combat collective, and I said, I never want to be a fighter. And I've, there's so many podcasts where that. I'm like, I never want to fight. This is not what I want to yeah, do. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine it. It's in love. I mean, I just feel like I've been on such a journey in my life and I've done all these things. I've just really like made myself proud of like with the kids in Thailand yeah, yeah. and um, just I've, I've, I've actually achieved so much that I never thought I was going to do. Like yeah. when, when I went over to Thailand and I like met these kids and stuff, I just thought like, I could raise a couple grand. I could like make something work mm -hmm. for them. And then it turned into this massive project. Because you built schools for them, didn't you? I, bought, I built a, a two-story, six-bedroom house with a gym, a Muay Thai gym next Mental. to it. This was like an empty field. Yeah. And then next to that was a school. Oh. And you know what I mean? Everything that has happened, it just shows me like I can actually achieve like what I want to do. And if I wanted to fight, I know that I could do it. You could beat the shit out of someone. 100%. And I feel like I want to inspire people to not 
put themselves down yeah. and think I can't ever do that. Mm -hmm. Even with the meditation, like I, I Get didn't think I could do yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? And I know it's just a small thing, but it's just these little things. And sparring and fighting for me was something never in my reach because I've been in very abusive relationships. Right. So it was so like triggering. It's, it was so triggering for me. It's still triggering for me now. And I'm working on myself to overcome that because one day maybe I will get into the ring. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know that, but it's something that I have to work. Oh yeah. As you said, I think you could do. put anything, put anything, do anything <laughs> that you put your mind to. I mean, look, if you can run two days with no food, you can do whatever. <laughs> your mind seems so strong. I need some of that mindset. But the thing is, is like, sometimes for me, I don't feel like, I am strong. Yeah. I feel like... Well, that's things like really, the mind, isn't it? Things really get me down. Yeah. And I struggle a lot with my mental health mm -hmm. and everything that has happened. And then I take a step back and I look at everything, like since before Love Island, since after yeah. Love Island, all the things that have happened. And I'm like, I'm a bit strong, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I completely agree. <laughs> well, I don't know if you wanted to move on to the Dubai thing get it out the way yeah what happened clear the air the dubai thing for me mm -hmm. is so much deeper than everything that was portrayed in the media right and it goes back to when so i met this guy mm -hmm. um and i met him i met him in thailand and then we started seeing each other in marbella okay it was never serious but in 2020 before covid like mm -hmm was the, there was lockdowns and rules and regulations I actually wanted to go out to Dubai to work and like for a month mm -hmm. so I went out there and I ended up staying a bit longer because that guy was there and I ended yeah. up getting involved with him and when I tell you like you know narcissists are never they don't have narcissists written no you, you wouldn't be able to tell you don't meet someone and they punch you in the face like you don't know that <laughs> yeah, you're gonna yeah. get into an abusive relationship mm -hmm. because at the start it's perfect when I say like literally perfect it's like mm -hmm. three four months of literally the funniest sweetest mm -hmm. caring person we'd go on holidays he was patient and you get drawn into this idea of someone mm -hmm. and you're you're happy you know and yeah so that's so that's what happened and I was in Dubai with this person and then slowly and sl slowly it was revealed like the kind of person that he was right and he was very controlling he was very mm -hmm. emotionally abusive and he wasn't good for me because the person the people that he was around they put me in situations like yeah the 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 video and everything like that I'm not gonna sit here and say I've never taken drugs before like I'm not gonna pretend like I'm innocent mm -hmm. I've t I'm 28. You and the rest of the population. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 28 years old. I've traveled the world, going yeah. to festivals and experimenting mm -hmm. and do all those fun things that young people do. Yeah. In that situation in Dubai, I wanted to I wanted to leave. I wanted to go home. I had a flight booked. Um, we had an argument and I was like, this is it. Like, I'm done and I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And I basically got, um, I went to a beach club the night that, I was meant to fly the day before I went mm -hmm. to this beach club and I gave my passport to them to check the ID because you couldn't get in without the passport. And then they looked at me and they said, ma'am, this doesn't have a picture. And I looked at my passport and he'd ripped the page out of my passport. Stop. So when he kicked me out of, of the apartment, when I was leaving and everything like that, and he was putting all my stuff in the bags and I was packing up, he got my passport, he oh ripped my it God. out. And then that's why I couldn't leave. And that 
it was Christmas and I just wanted to be with my family. Yeah, of course. Um, and so it took me ages to get the passport back, mm. um, a new passport. I had to actually get it ordered to England and my friend flew out with it. And it's just like those situations, they're so controlling and it's not just like physical abuse, yeah. it's emotional abuse and it's like destroying your possessions or telling you can't do this and like actually manipulating you. And I wasn't strong enough to be out there in Dubai and not have... But it's like, different as well when you're in a different country because you're vulnerable then anyway because you're not in familiar surroundings. You're not surrounded by... Yeah, it's a completely your different, usual people. different bubble. Yeah. And everything was going on with COVID back home, which is why I stayed out for even longer because I didn't right, want to come home yeah. and be in the lockdown and everything like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wasn't strong enough to leave. Like I, get, I went back eventually. And long story short, when I did eventually finish it mm -hmm. and I moved back to the UK and I just wanted to like start my life and move forward but he was always kind of there mm -hmm. but he didn't live in the UK. Is he still messaging you and stuff at this point? Um, yeah we was both messaging each yeah. other um, and I said to him like I'm gonna move to Manchester mm -hmm. and I was looking at this beautiful flat in Manchester and I eventually bought it and I, I said to him, like, I'm going to live in Manchester now. Mm -hmm. And I think to him, that was like me solidifying that I was never going to get back yeah. with him. And when people want to be in control so badly and they don't feel like they're in control, they will retaliate because they want to sure. win and they want to have control over you. Mm -hmm. um, and whether that's like ruining your career or hurting you, like, that's what he did. And I didn't know that he actually took that video at the start of our relationship. So you had no clue he was videoing that? No. At all, fine. I didn't know. And I was with him for a year after that, sleeping in the same bed with him. We went and lived in Bali. And he together. still kept that video had, the whole time. He had that video and I and I had no idea. That's mental. Um, I, th I remember in Bali one time he said, like when we were arguing, like I'm gonna ruin your career. And I was like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? And then when obviously that came out, like that's in my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't that he sent it to the press. He made an Instagram account, and it was called Kaz Sniffing. And this is how original. I first, first saw the video. Yeah, super original. And the profile picture was like a picture of the bird. Oh my god! And basically, the there was only one post and. It was me in that dress that I wore, which wasn't taken on the same night. It was just another night that I wore in mm -hmm. Dubai. Um, it was that because I posted it on my Instagram and then it was a swipe to that video. And as soon as I saw it, I, I didn't even think it was him because I, I didn't, it didn't comp well, cool, compute you in yeah. my head that someone could be so evil and mm. so calculated and so controlling to do that, keep it and then release it. Yeah, so of course. I've messaged him and I said like, it's, it's your friend that's done it because there was only like three people in the room. Right. So I didn't actually believe it was him. And he was like, oh, he wouldn't do that. That wasn't in that hotel. Like he completely like denied everything. And I was sending it to all of my friends. Like, please, can you just report, uh, report it. it, report it, report it. And as it was up for about 24 hours, it had followed like maybe a thousand people. Oh. And one of those people was the son. So as soon as I saw that, I said, like, I'm fucking That's fucked. That's so calculated. I was, I'm fucked. Um, and then I, I didn't I didn't actually confirm that it was him until I zoomed into the picture 
I, I screenshotted the video and I zoomed into it and in the corner of the video mm. there was a guy wearing jeans like you could see his trouser leg and there was right. like this much of denim trousers and I went back to that night and I saw a picture and it was me in the middle it was that it was like a Halloween party oh my god it was my ex with um, the Halloween mask and him and the friend had the denim trousers on so it was 100% my ex that took the video so bad um, and that's when like I have not had any contact with him ever since like as soon as that I, I just blocked and I just was like okay whatever and then moving on so mm -hmm. it didn't come out in the press um, until like a month later oh month, but that's that's a bit mental that it took that long right for it to come because out as soon as the Instagram was deleted I don't yeah. know if like Instagram saw how many people reported Reporting it, it yeah of course or if he made the decision to delete it but it was like a couple of weeks after that and then we didn't hear anything. And then a couple of weeks later and I was actually on a date. God, oh my God. I was on a first date. It's getting worse. <laughs> it's getting so much worse. I was on a date. Yeah. I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to have fun, like take my mind off things, like whatever. And it was the end of the day and he was driving and it was it was in Manchester actually mm -hmm. and I hadn't moved to Manchester yet I just had my apartment but I was up there visiting um and this guy lived in London no sorry I I was still living in London so mm -hmm. he went to drop me to the station and yeah it was a really nice day whatever like it's nighttime now and then I look at my phone and it's my manager ringing me and that he, always gives me anxiety anyway by the he way he never rings me right this is my old management he never rings me so my heart sank. I knew that it was something. Did you, at that point did you think has this got out or was it that like the last thing on your mind? No, I just knew that that someone was wrong. Okay, fine. And, it, and, and I didn't have that much time to think about mm -hmm. what it could be, but it was potentially because of this thing. Um, and it was always in the back of my head because the fucking son was being followed by this Instagram. Yeah. And the son is the worst. Like of course it is. all, 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 all of the of worst newspapers ever. Honestly. Um, so I've picked up and the first thing he said was it's, it's really bad news. Oh, and I was like, can I pick your words? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a way to fill you with anxiety. What the fuck? I think he just wanted to confirm straight away that it was not going to be good okay, and not like, hi, how are you? Nothing like that. So pick up the small talk, no. Yeah. So he's said the son have contacted okay. me for a, oh, a comment about the video mm -hmm. of you um in Dubai and everything like that and I was just like hysterically crying yeah I like I couldn't breathe um, I'm just met this guy who's next to me oh, is he still with you no he's in the car babe he's probably like something wrong <laughs> no was it the date like <laughs> <laughs> we're just friends now like <laughs> Yeah, you can't really let go after that, yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't even breathe. It was like the worst feeling oh, ever. I, I literally, because luckily the, the guy was really like comforting and stuff. And after that, I got in touch with a lawyer and I got a lawyer and I paid loads of money to mm -hmm. try and get this kind of, basically you can't release this information because this is someone purposely trying to ruin my career that, like, like defamation of character yeah 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 okay. it was really it was it was over a year ago so it wasn't now um like i've got like history of depression and everything this could really like affect me mm -hmm. and this was this person going to the sun and i think it was um invasion of privacy as right, well yeah. like this is like a private video that you haven't got sent to like it's come off mm -hmm. whatever and i have no I have no, um, I didn't say that 
what is it with consent there's yeah, no consent yeah. but it doesn't matter it's not a sex video do you know what I mean it's and I guess the issue is as well it's already out there no it's already out there yeah, yeah. um so after that it was like a really long period of time where I think the son must have got that information mm -hmm. and then kind of decided on whether or not they were still going to put it out so it was like weeks and weeks later after oh that, my god that's so horrible no, no, you've no. just got to wait yeah if they're gonna oh my god yeah Kaz. and i've spent all this money and everything on this lawyer but i'm do you know what i mean i'm gonna try and then it came to my it came in my head that maybe i should even talk about it before the sun release it and so like you can have your own words own it, it. Yeah. but i was a pussy i didn't do that i, I was just like yeah, <laughs> i can't even like where the fuck do i even start and yeah so a couple of weeks later then um it was a second date with that same guy. So Gee, I had you need to stop dating him. He's got a bad omen about him. <laughs> and we was at dinner and I looked at my phone. I'd never had so many notifications in my life. Oh my God. I can feel the anxiety. Hey, the anxiety was so Horrible. bad. Horrible. I looked at it and it was like all these people from my past that I was like, I'm always here for you and all of this stuff. And that was, you know, the moment you I know. knew that it was out. And that night he just took my phone and he was just like, don't even look at your phone. And I, I kind of like really put it at the back of my mind and just, I kind of, I just got really drunk. I remember I drank so much. And then the next day I woke up with a hangover. And the anxiety and of all that. All the anxiety. Fuck. And honestly, it, that, that period of time then was, I thought that that was the worst of it. But it wasn't. But it, it wasn't the worst of it. And I didn't, I didn't want to speak about it. I didn't want to like, because I was dealing with so much at the time mm -hmm. and it was so hard for me. And to set, to talk about it, it was like, where the fuck do I even start? I've been in this abusive relationship for mm -hmm. over a year of my life. Yeah. And this, someone who I was in love with has just done and that. has done that to me. Mm -hmm. And on top of you know, destroying my mental health, destroying like my family was worried about me. Um, my career, mm. like that was it. Yeah. Like, and so I didn't, I didn't talk about it. And did your family know, know about say, it? Yeah. Like what did they say to you? So about that? I, I made the decision to tell my mom and to tell my dad. Okay. When, as soon as I knew that it could potentially okay. come out. Yeah. Um, and they, so they knew I, I was always um, honest with them. So yeah, they were just really supportive because what can you do? Like, you, I mean, and getting angry at you is not going to check. Like it's been done. It was ages There's ago. There's nothing that you can do. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so moving on from that, I've, you know, worked on building myself, building my career back mm -hmm. and starting Combat Collective, which actually wouldn't have started if it wasn't, for what had happened mm -hmm. to me. So I do believe that everything that you're meant to be on and everything that happens in your journey, whether it's completely destroying, mm -hmm. you're always gonna come back and learn something from it. Yeah, of course. And I know that I'm a stronger person. I know that my, who I settle for is completely different and what I deserve. Mm -hmm. But a year, after that situation come out and when I felt like I'm back again I've got yeah I've got happiness when I wake up and step out I come I, I literally stayed 
in my house for three months and stayed on my sofa and watched Friends episodes back to back. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> this for, honestly, what you went through was shit. It's so shit. And it's shit for someone to do that to you as well. Um, but I know that I made a mistake, you know? So it was like, I couldn't say anything because I'm doing something wrong. I'm taking drugs in a place where it's super, super illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, but drugs are illegal all around the world. I w- that place that I was in. But the thing is, I think people can relate to this because I feel like a lot of, you know, people my age, people your age have experimented and stuff like that. And if that happened to them, it would be detrimental and yeah. no one would like that to happen to them. And you always them. think like so many celebrities are partying and doing stuff and you know they always have to worry about people being filmed you just don't think that it's going to be someone that is that close to you you never and it always usually is right always is because money talks as well a lot of the time people will sell stories because what they're offered yeah yeah yeah, is like life-changing to them right but it's so it's then again like morally what the fuck are you doing because if that happened to you you would absolutely hate that no exactly and on top of the losing all the brand deals and being depressed and staying inside it was the instagram pages the blog pages the comments makes it so much worse the dm yeah the abuse mm-hmm. it was constant and it was like people joking and everything like that and you think like i'm so used to reading negative comments like it doesn't affect me but when mm. you're in that place of your life and you're in such a low, low point and you think so low of yourself mm-hmm. and to have other people saying like how just you putting feel, it, yeah, on, just top putting it on top, putting it on top. And I think the issue is as well, when it's something that big, if I'm assuming it feels like everyone knows, like if you walk down the street, oh, yeah. you're like, that person knows, that person knows, that person's judging me. Right. So you can't even like in normal circumstances, something happens in your life, you can be like, oh, I'm just going to go out and forget about it. Oh my God, but you I have can't. to post on Instagram. I have to like try and get my yeah. platform still carrying on. Like I don't want to completely give up on life. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm posting, people are like, so you're not going to mention anything. Like, and but I'm it's just, like, how the fuck are you meant to mention that? I can't, like I yeah. couldn't, like I yeah. physically couldn't, right? So, so then a year later, I've got, this amazing job interviewing UFC fighters mm-hmm. in Thailand and I'm like fucking buzzing I didn't sleep the night before I'm mm-hmm. researching I'm on top of the world You're right ready. now this is what I want to do yeah. like I'm like fuck Instagram fuck brand deals like, I want to do this things that make me happy things mm-hmm. that I'm passionate about and yeah. that's how I became to to start the combat collective and things that just make me happy because at the end of the day, like it's work, but you need to enjoy it. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm on my way to Thailand and not even thinking this company has booked me a transit in Abu Dhabi. Oh shit. And I've landed in Abu Dhabi and they had like my name on the thing, like on a piece of paper holding it. And I was like, oh, that's me. I was like, oh, please sit down, just wait. And I, I must have waited for like an hour or something. And then someone came over and they were like, I'm with CID. Um, did you, you then think us? at the time, did it click what that was for? Oh, of course, 100%. I would, as, soon as, yeah. as soon as I sat down, I was like, oh my God. I fucked it. I fucked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I got taken to the police station and they said like you have a case in Dubai you have a case and you weren't ever told no I was that. never told okay. no one contacted me or anything like that you have a case in Dubai I was like I know exactly what the situation is about mm-hmm. this has happened this time um it was what like three years ago now uh I'm I'm not staying in Dubai I'm moving to mm-hmm. Thailand 
And they was like, okay. And they were like, because this is Abu Dhabi, we can't actually look after the case. It's Dubai that mm-hmm. has to deal with it. Right. He was like, you're not arrested. Don't worry. Like, you're fine. But Dubai need to talk to you about it. What a fucking sentence that is. Yeah. 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 So... I've gone, okay, cool. Like when? But this now is like midnight. Mm -hmm. So they was like, oh, it's going to have to be tomorrow. And then I was like, yeah, that's fine. No worries. And in my head, I'm just thinking about this amazing job. Like I'm not even processing that. Like I'm definitely what's going on. So they they put me in a car and then they escorted me. And then we turned up at a jail. (gasps) Yeah. Fuck me. So as soon, I didn't realize like Mm -hmm. what had happened. They said, oh, we're going to, we're going to, let you stay somewhere overnight and then in not Dubai, you you're going gonna to talk to them in the okay. morning. Don't worry, you're not arrested. Don't worry, you're not arrested. So I'm like, okay, cool. Then I was dropped off to the jail and then they strip searched me, everything, took all my stuff. And then next oh thing God. you know, like I was literally like behind bars with like all these other women. and a shared cell? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my word. In a shared cell. And... Oh my god, it was like the scariest thing ever. Like everything was just like I was so confused. I was like, well, you hadn't happen? been told anything properly, too. No, exactly. And it was, yeah, it was really scary. But the next day, I didn't hear anything. Hmm. And then I'm just meeting all these women that have been like arrested for drugs, prostitution, everything like that. Um, and then they was like telling me, Oh, you're you're gonna be fine, don't worry, like this is nothing, don't worry, you're gonna be fine, blah, blah, blah. Um, you're probably going to have to pay something. And I was like, I just need to talk to someone that's going yeah. to what the fuck is going on. And then the next day went past and I still haven't heard anything. And I was in there for probably two days before someone came and said, like, that's has absolutely mental. Come with us. And then we're going to Dubai now. But because I, this is why all the press and everything that was put out with me, out of me, I didn't get arrested. I was held. You were just held. Yeah. But I was inside the jail. So I pretty much felt like I was arrested. Yeah, of course. I wasn't taken in handcuffs. Everyone that came through them doors had handcuffs on their feet and their okay, hands. Okay, but you I, were. I didn't. But I was obviously treated like any other inmate yeah. because I didn't have like special treatment or anything. Mm-hmm. And then they took me to the to Dubai. And before we went to the questioning, I had to stay in another jail. So this is another Fuck jail. No. It's like a tour de jail of Dubai and this this was like a really eye-opening experience because Mm. inside this jail there was a baby there was a six-month-year-old baby what inside jail with me and in Abu Dhabi it's illegal to have kids if you're not married to the person you're having the child so that was the child's fault so the child was with the mother in jail that is insane and she had the baby and it was a cesarean she told me the whole story Mm. we still talk now um she was in hospital and her friend actually drove her to abu dhabi hospital and it was because she was in labor Mm. so stupidly the friend wasn't thinking she wasn't thinking she had the baby in hospital she was in hospital for i think two days and the police came into the jail and put her in handcuffs and she just two days cesarean and put her in jail that is so fucked up with the baby and she had been in there for six months uh, when I came in. So it was, it was like really surreal. And oh. I, I, me being in like the lowest point probably of my whole life and holding this baby. Sorry. Yeah. No, go for it. Rose, you got any tissue? Go. 
I go for it. It sounds like one of the most traumatic things I've ever heard in my life. It's horrible. Holding this baby and like hugging this baby and like this baby's so fucking innocent and it doesn't even know that it's in this like no. horrible place. And it's, it's also horrible. It doesn't make sense as to why like that's a baby and a woman that's just had surgery that shouldn't be somewhere like that at all. Yeah, it was horrible. And I was just like, wow, because it's not, they don't, they, it is not nice to no. be in that jail. Like I didn't get anything to wash myself with, to change of clothes, to brush my teeth for, um, yeah, three days. That's disgusting. Um, that they until would I moved to the other like jail. That. Um, and then I, that's when I had a shower for the first time. That's when I looked in the mirror because there was no mirrors in the other jail. Mm -hmm. And I had a bowl patch on my head and this I'm is stressed. when my alopecia oh, started. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go, girl. Thank you. Oh, there you go. I thought this was meant to be a funny podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but honestly, this is one of the most mental things I've ever um, heard. Yeah, so, so I was there in like one day I was in there. Mm -hmm. And then that's when, after I left that jail, that's when they took me for questioning. Oh, sorry. Before they took me into questioning, they took me into another jail. But this was like a holding cell. Okay. And it was like in the kind of drug police department, but there was a holding cell for people who had just been caught doing drugs um, right. off the street. And then I was I like put- that's quite a traumatic cell to be I in. I was put in this cell, uh, which was like sleeping on that floor oh. with like nothing. Um, and that was a whole day and night oh being my. there, but with like four other women who were literally having withdrawals of heroin. And- That's something out of like a nightmare. No, I know. That's horrible. But me being me, the situation that I'm in, I'm like talking to them. I'm trying to get like anything to get my mind of what is actually happening to yeah, me. Yeah, just speaking to I'm them. I'm talking like one of them was in so much pain, babe. And I felt so sorry for her yeah. because like, you actually get like really strong shooting pains like down yeah. your legs and stuff because mm -hmm. they need their hit or whatever. And I'm there like massaging her legs <laughs> and like making friends and stuff. But the yeah. situation is like completely fucked. When I came out of there, then yeah, they took me for questioning and then... They, they didn't they didn't let me go um until a couple of days after being back in they the, dragged this out they yeah so it was a week in total that then i went back to the to the other cell uh the dubai one mm -hmm. um it was weird because i wasn't actually arrested like i had every time they moved me from another cell i had my things i had my belongings i had right. my phone so i'd like call my friends and be like Oh, While in the then, cell? No. Oh, okay. Or in the car on the right, way. Okay. So I'd get my oh phone. My they, they gave me back my stuff and then I'd get my phone and then I'd call my friends. And they were so confused. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, are you arrested? Are you in jail? What, what yeah. is happening? And then what, when I called my management one time, they were like, yeah, the son is going to release it. Fucking so hell. So I'm like, oh my fucking God. Again. Like, this yeah. is happening again. But if it wasn't bad the first time... If it was bad the first time, it was nowhere near as how bad the second time oh, yeah, was. Yeah, 100%. Because this was like front page of the newspaper. Jail. Yeah, yeah. like cars behind bars. Like they even like put me like and the thing. And the, the only thing I will say that worked in your favour for that is I remember everyone was like, that is so shit. For, like everyone was empathetic yeah. towards you about that situation. A lot of people were like talking about what I'd done in Thailand and stuff like that. But yeah. it, just, it just shows like me raising over a hundred grand for underprivileged oh, yeah, that's, kids. That's, that's not, not being shown at all. Yeah, that's yeah. Not interesting. That's not, they didn't even post one article, not even online about that. The Daily Mail, The Sun, all the big publishers, mm -hmm. um, all the big tabloids, sorry. 
And that was, you know, big news, me in jail, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So obviously I couldn't care less right now about newspapers, anything yeah. like that. Am I getting out? And as soon as like they 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 let me out, I just remember like just feeling just so relieved. And to be honest, I think you had a good reaction to that video because you were just so honest with it. Like if you were just making excuses, then I think it could have gone a very different way because Listen, you were so honest. No one is perfect, and everyone does things that they regret. Yeah, They've course. been in situations they let people in their life that they shouldn't have mm -hmm. let, and that's just a part of life. And life is not easy, and life is mm -hmm. shit. And shit things do happen. Of course, but you can always come out the other ends um it was it was actually really triggering for me because recently there was actually someone in the public eye mm -hmm. from love island who went through the same thing and i remember feeling so bad mm. for that person and it was it was triggering but i was like oh my god this is awful yeah and the next day they was at a movie premiere and i shut up in my head like Men and women in this industry yeah. is, is is not equal at all. Not at all. And the thing about being a woman is when you make a mistake, you are held accountable for that mistake. And that's for then your identity. The rest of yeah. your fucking life, yeah. babe. And you have to apologize and you have to apologize and you have to apologize. And it's just held to you. Mm -hmm. And then a man could make mistakes. He could drink, drive. He could cheat on his missus. Mm -hmm. He can do all of that. But if he's trying to change his life around, then that's he's, fine. He's a hero. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And I had to just learn about that the hard way because it's just awful. I think as well with the newspapers, they love it when women do it. I don't. It's probably because it's all like male run. But they, when a woman goes down for something or a woman cheats or whatever, they absolutely gobble that shit up, and it's ridiculous. And they are dragged, and they are dragged, and they are dragged, and they are dragged. Yeah. And to the point where it's like, how is that even news? How is speaking about a woman and bringing her down? How is that? How is that making you feel good? Literally. How is that and news? It, and it, it's the type. It, it, it can even happen like. Um, a celebrity woman who's got grey hair mm -hmm. shows sign of ageing but then a, a man with grey hair silver, silver fox. fox yeah yeah 100% do you get it's it it's not fair but my other question is are you are you allowed back into Dubai now if you wanted to go yes, or not they said I could come back they said oh, please come back when I was at the station oh, the, I bet they didn't the woman, put that in the sun <laughs> the, woman, yeah. the woman that was really nice to me the policewoman she gave me a big hug and she's like oh please don't let this um, situation oh, affect you from coming back and I was just like in my head like I'm never coming, <laughs> I'm never coming back. back yeah no respectfully <laughs> never was, again no I, I can come back like I said like I wasn't arrested I was held for questioning mm -hmm. but all these small details or like they just chat shit all the all everyone knew was just what the the newspaper again, had put out don't believe everything you see online i don't know how they many were times saying we have i was to gonna say get this. 25 years they was they were writing just pulling shit out their ass. yeah of course and it was weird because the type of the the type of information that some of them were were writing stuff that like how the fuck do they even know that like only my my close circle was knowing that and I thought well we spoke to the British embassy as well and then mm -hmm. it was like in my head I was like who is fucking like talking you to just the don't know. Is it my management is it the British embassy is this and it was like I was just happy to be like way out of that yeah. situation but the the depression, the anxiety and everything was probably 10 times worse than the first time. And Is that as well like it, it's followed you after that now? Like for, for, like I can imagine if you have friends, new friends in your life, do you struggle 
slightly with what I, you I do. Don't, I don't have no friends in my life. I, All I my friends completely are from get that. before Love Island. Yeah. I trust them a hundred times over. Um, Ellie and Laura from Love Island, mm-hmm. like that. Like I, I, I can't, I can't trust people, and I, I don't need new friends because the friends that I have, they give me everything. Yeah, of course. And it's and you know where their loyalties lie to a hundred percent. But yeah, the the paranoia, the anxiety, going out now, it's it's not the same. Mm-hmm. I was very, very free spirited when I was younger. You yeah. Know? Like, even when I came out of Love Island, I didn't get, I didn't care. Like I was just myself, mm-hmm. and I don't even go out as much anymore mm. I, I really love my flat it's my safe place yeah and it's hard because I've been on a kind of like fight or flight mode like I've just been protecting myself and mm-hmm. it's hard to now start to come out of my shell and yeah. do all these things that I'm doing and you know presenting and things like that because I think that will come with time because it's yeah. still very recent everything that has year. happened so I just think in time like even the fact that you're doing this and stuff is a huge jump and a step in the right direction I, know, I don't really do but, podcasts yeah but the thing know. is like now you've addressed it right and you've addressed it before it's not it, when I think of you I don't think of that like I really feel like that's so far gone now that I don't see the attachment to that and next year people just people don't it's not as dramatic as it is in a year's time no people you know forget I mean. even 100%. people forgot about it now that's fine but things that, that are that big and traumatic like they stay with you and I had like a lot of PTSD after Mm -hmm. that and that's why I do combat collective and I hold these retreats and I want to empower and inspire women to break through these barriers and all the things and challenges that are holding them down and Mm -hmm. are holding them back in what they want to do in life because you can do it you know you're the best person to show it what is your life like now like what are you doing what are you up to oh so I'm in Manchester lovely uh i'm concentrating on bringing combat collective to manchester mm-hmm. so i'm selling my hat casbah of course <laughs> and i really want to get into that combat sports space like yeah. as a woman and start presenting interviewing fighters mm-hmm. like doing what i was meant to do in thailand i think it's it's come around achievable 100 yeah. percent achievable i feel like i'm going to see you in december hosting shit i won't even watch the sport but i'll just watch it, you're it. <laughs> i'm like yeah like, she yeah. said <laughs> she was gonna do that <laughs> that's what i mean like if you say something and then you believe it and then you push yourself to accomplish it like why not maybe you're gonna see me in the ring like maybe we're gonna be fighting maybe we're day. gonna be fake i will be <laughs> running out of that ring i'm like get her off me but you don't know <laughs> isn't it me. things can change <laughs> <laughs> but no it's been so amazing to have you on i feel like you're a lovely person what you've been through is shit but i feel like the message you're sending is a good one Thank I'm very you. glad to Always. have you on. Peace and love. Thank Peace you for and love. Me. Anytime. Love, love. <laughs> if you've been watching, give it a like and subscribe. And if you've been listening, give it a five star review and a follow. Say bye, Kaz. Bye to bye. this one. Bye. Do that one. Bye. Yeah, see ya. Before you click off, Kaz sent us a voice note as she missed something out of her story. Please listen as it's really important part of it. Hey, babe. Thank you for today. I actually feel like I had a therapy session. It was so good getting everything off my chest. I'm literally driving home, but I forgot to mention something that is really important. I can't believe I forgot, but I just wanted everyone to know how much the sun affected that story coming out and when I was actually in the jail and I was moving to the last one and I was about to be released but I hadn't been released yet the sun journalist actually got into the jail by lying to the guards saying that one of them said that he was my husband I don't know what the other one said but they managed to see me when I was inside the jail 
when my friends were outside, my, like literally no one else could get in, but they managed to get in by, yeah, lying. And I just want people to know how corrupt the tabloids and how far they will go. Because imagine once I was in there for literally four days and the first people I see from the outside are some journalists. It's just, it wasn't very nice at all and I know that they're going to take things from this podcast and twist it so I just want everyone to know the full truth and yeah I forgot to mention that so uh again thank you so much and yeah thanks for letting me tell my story love you